Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues. Three opinions. One Everton Podcast. Welcome to the second instalment of the Unholy Trinity Podcast. With this week, a special and it's centred around our favourite memories of Goodison as we stroll through the archives of some classic matches from down the years. We'll all admit we've been to some absolutely tremendous games at Goodison Park, but there's three that really stick out for ourselves, and I think the, the Twitter public agreed this week as well with those three. And the first one we're going to look at is that famous day in May 1994 when we had to do whatever we could, we had to win the game against Wimbledon to try and survive in the Premier League. Jones doesn't know where it's gone. Comes down to Horn. Oh, Horn! Marvellous shot! Barry Horn brings every Everton supporter to his feet. And some unable to contain their emotion and run onto the pitch. So lads, what are your memories of that game? I, I was there myself, so as a as a ten year old, it still comes flooding back to me. But, but, but what, what do you remember of that of that day? Well, like you, Mike, I was I was at the game, and I was actually speaking to my dad on the phone uh, the other day about it. Actually, uh, to there, me, my dad, my uncle, similar to you, young lads, obviously being to Goodison for what seemed like forever at that age, even even as a as a young kid. Um, I just, I don't know, it, it's hard to even put it, give it even any justice putting it into words, but I just, I just remember it being like the most memorable game I've ever been to. Um, the noise, the euphoria, but even before the euphoria, just complete, like, deplete, you know, the, 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 everyone was completely down when they went 2 0. I just remember it being like a morgue, and then people just, some people definitely were leaving, there's no doubt about it. I think some people even, I think even, even, even my, my uncle was saying, should we just get off? 
I think you mentioned it before, didn't you? Um, yeah. When you were there saying that a lot of people just think, look, this is it. We're out. Uh, we're down. But let's 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 go even even before the game. Let's let's think about before the game. Obviously, as sort of nine, ten year olds at the time, we probably weren't weren't aware of the the goings on surrounding the fixture. You know, and if you, if we think back, we had the whole thing with the uh, Wimbledon team bus getting torched the night before, um, which obviously. Set set the the tone really for the day, didn't it? Everton fans trying to do whatever they could to to disrupt the the crazy gang and you know all the the lunatics they had in their side. What 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 could we try and do to to get something uh, going in our favour on that on that particular day? Yeah, there's lots of stories around this game, aren't there? And it's hard to know where um where the truth lies. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, there's no denying that we tore their bus. That was that was definitely that was definitely an accuracy of the of the day before. <laughs> Um, just obviously, there's there's all sorts of things surrounding Hans Seger's Obviously, is 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 a is a main one. John Fashion, who was not another character who, who potentially uh, was involved in. in they, they, they literally were a crazy gang, though, weren't they? Yeah, I yeah. mean that scene. You watch the documentary. You've seen the documentary. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen it? It's absolutely unbelievable. I mean, you'd never get a team like that again in in in, in today's so, today's totally different times. You know I mean, yeah. so so the stories here about Wimbledon at, at that particular time. I mean, you mentioned before one about about John Fashion to ourselves off here. I mean, yeah. obviously you better tell people about that one about uh, Fashion. Yeah, I mean, it's, obviously it does cover it a bit in the documentary, but obviously whenever, especially when you played at Selhurst Park, it was a really intimidating ground. Apparently, you talk a lot of the players talk about it. Very narrow tunnel to, to get to the uh, to get to the pitch. They were well known for turning your heating off. You know, letting feces escape into the toilet and all this sort of stuff. Well, it's literally like proper old school Sunday league football. And then Fashion, who obviously was a bit of a, uh, a martial arts expert, used to apparently regularly stand in the narrow corridor in a tight pair of boxes or something like that and literally be doing jujitsu for 10 minutes and everyone had to wait for him to finish his routine. Unbelievable. And then I think the story that uh, uh, Redders, James, James Redknapp said on uh, League of Their Own was quite a funny one when. Um, Literally, uh, the first corner of the game, so I was defending near post as a 19 year old kid, thinking, Why am I even defending on a corner? I can't edit for saving my life. And then, like, fashion, he turns up to me and he goes, You right, youngin? And he's like, You right, John? And he goes, uh, This is fascist space, son. Yeah, all right, John, go on and do what you want, mate. And it's just like that just summed them up, didn't it? They, they were just intimidated every team. I think, look, Let's let's have it right as well. I mean, I think didn't they come fifth or sixth like that? They were sixth, were they? Yeah. You know, I mean, so they were, they weren't just a bunch of mugs. You know, they they could obviously play. You but, know, they had some pace. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Who did, who did it be for that in that game? Please, like, I can't remember that game. Oh, it's 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 back there somewhere. But but on that day, if you if you look at their side, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't a particularly bad side. It was as you say, they could play a bit of football. Yeah. So obviously, Warren Barton, Robbie Earl wasn't a bad player. Andy Clark, Holdsworth. Marcus Gale. Yeah. Know, That's uh, some quick players. I remember the yeah. was a pretty rapid uh, rapid side, didn't they? Obviously, Vinnie Jones as well, the, the, the yeah. muscle, the, the madman in, in, in centre midfield. You know, they, they had they had some, some quality there. Um so going into the game on the day, I, I can only imagine the, the thoughts going through our players' heads thinking, you know, with a side that you don't want to play to stay up. Yeah. You're know, on a cracking run of form when we're gonna think something like they're unbeaten in eleven games, he won nine of them going into that game, right at the top end of the table. And there's us who, you know, in, in such such poor form, having to basically win the game to stay up, you know. And like you said said before, you know, we we go to, we go two 0 down, don't we? We, we can see that a penalty, a limpar handball, one it, Holdsworth slots the pen, and then a, an absolute nightmare on goal by Ablis who sliced the ball into into his own net, and you know what what a nightmare start that was. 
Have you heard the uh, Tony Cotty story about what? what happened in the tunnel before no, no, kick-off? No, no, no. What's that? Apparently, well, he's on record as saying John Fashnew came up to him and said, uh, don't worry, TC, you're safe. Seriously? Jamie said that? He's yeah. on record, yeah, yeah. Bloody hell. Well, there's obviously all that surrounding it, isn't it? And as you said, like, Sega's got pulled in with a few others a couple of years later from match fixing and stuff like that. I mean, look, we'll never know the truth surrounding it. It's a, it's a shame to, to introduce that into it, but it... You know, it won't go away. It wouldn't go away then. It still won't go go away now. It takes a bit of the magic off it a little bit, I suppose. When you're a kid, like you say, you don't absorb any of that, do you? No, you just no. turn up at the game. You know you've got a win to stay up. You love the team. You've just got that innocent view as a child when you go to the footy, isn't it? When you first go up and you see the pitch. and like You're not even thinking about, oh, yeah, like is this, is this game potentially fixed? No. Like, I mean, I, 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 I remember at 2-0, I was sitting in the family enclosure uh, with, with my uncle, actually, and... Um, he said to me, we went 2-0 down, he said, come on, do you, do you want to go home? And I, I said, no, no, I'll, I'll stay, I'll stay. And I remember before the game, I bought a Premier League badges for me, Everton shirts, and my mum refused to put them on. She said, they're not going anywhere near your shirt until after that game, so we know what the, situ- what the situation wow. is. Wow. Uh, but I, I remember it 2-0, and even as, as at 10 years of age, you, you still have that, that feel of, of dread. You probably don't understand the magnitude, you know, we've, if we went down now, I'd, I'd be in absolute tears. You know, thirty-four mm. years of age, crying my eyes out. You know, but hopefully we obviously we're past past those days. But at the time, at two or nine, didn't understand the magnitude. We were just lucky that we, we got in back into it pretty pretty quickly with that with that penalty. Um, when when Limpar, it was I think it was Peter Fear, wasn't it? Who who um, took down Limpar and Limpar went down slightly easily, should we say? And we we got the penalty. Stewart stopped the pen and we're back in the game aren't we so we, we, we go in at our time only 2-1 down with a little bit of hope because at that point we were still down weren't we at our time the results weren't going our way and we, we were still down I always thought that pen though was like just before our time the memory of it but if you look at the that, when, when was it you scored it wasn't just before our time was 24 it? minutes it was yeah you yeah. see the memory of it is that oh this is it yeah. 2-0 it's going to be it's going to yeah, be yeah. we're down it's an embarrassment whatever I always thought in my head he just bagged just before half time so we had a bit of optimism but it wasn't was it, it was that's right. probably just making the story better than he had but, yeah, maybe, but, maybe. but no, I, I, I'm very similar to yourself on, on that particular point but no it, it came obviously they, they, they scored after um, that, that own goal came um, early doors wasn't it well they, well, they scored they scored early on their, their uh, first goal was four minutes that was the pen and then Abbott scored uh, an own goal for 20 so four minutes later we got back into the game really important I can only imagine Obviously, what the players would have been going through if it went sort of 10, 15 minutes and we haven't got back into it. You both spoke about the uh, the atmosphere at half time. Do we know how many people went? Did many blues go? I, rec- I reckon, I remember I remember there's people streaming out. I think there was, uh, I don't know, obviously, you know, but I just remember because the park end, remember at the time, it was it was like half done. It wasn't that. Yeah. Did you put things in the ground? Yeah, the ground, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the ground felt a bit empty anyway because yeah. of that. I was little and patches then, in, the, in the family enclosure in the, fa- in the corner. Where by the park end where yeah. that is now, and yeah, there yeah. was wasn't people there either. It was because if people left that game at half time, credit to the players because you you feel it now, don't you? Yeah. Even say like 10 15 minutes from time, it rarely happens at Everton. I think we've got a set of fans that tend to stay there to the final whistle, yeah. whether they're happy or not. But when people do go, even as a fan, you feel it in the stadium, you know, the, yeah, the atmosphere yeah. completely yeah, changes. And that often seeps onto the pitch, so I can't imagine what it must be like. Two nil down, down, down and fans yeah, yeah, leaving yeah. the stadium before yeah. half time. Yeah, you know that's. Um, I mean, it's toxic now. Imagine what it'd be like, yeah. like then. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like you know, you're potentially going down here, 
and then obviously uh, Mike Walker, obviously the absolute joke of a manager, he, he's yeah. proved to be at the time. But going back to some of the players you mentioned there, some of the players I, I really liked at that age, I remember Anders Limpar was a, a little quality little footballer, wasn't he? Yeah. Just a little magician, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. And always could do something out of nothing. So he, 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 you know, when you knew he was on the pitch, you knew something may happen. The rest of them, when you look at that team, <laughs> there was a lot of yard dogs in there. My, my overall memory of Anders Limpar is I, I can't imagine him in my head without a cigarette. When, whenever I saw Anders Limpar, he was, he was always smoking. <laughs> it's a so cool Swede. Five foot five hobbit Swede having a cigarette. But I, I can't think of another professional footballer that's played in the Premier League smoking. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a challenge for you or anybody that listens to this. I'll tell you what now, Jack Wilshere, he was an hour for smoking, but. In, yeah. in, in the modern game, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, was that sheesh? No, no, we're cigarettes in the game and Joe Arton and Jacuzzi or something like that. Well, why doesn't this private life is nothing to do with us? But, you know, it, go, go, going back to the game, Lippow's a quality player and he proved that, I think, seasons after as well. The season after when we won the FA Cup, he was pivotal to that, wasn't he? You know? yeah, but you look, you look at some of the players in, in the team at that particular time, the, the, the bench especially was an absolute belt, belt and bench. Go on. Subkeeper, bear in mind, three subs in them days. Jason Keaton, quality, long, lovely long, long locks. <laughs> we had Brett Angel, <laughs> Angel. <laughs> and then and the third sub, the best of them all, was Jigsaw himself, Stuart Barlow. Oh, who, who happened to come on for Ebel in, in the 81st minute, you know. And it was just, you know, th- these are the kind of players that we had to call on at that time. So Angel, Brett, Brett Angel, Stuart Barlow, Brett Angel. What we had. Wow. And, if, and if Big Nev gets injured, on comes Jason Keaton. You know, just just says it all, but unbelievable. We, we've come out for the second half, haven't we? And we, Bayor hadn't scored all season, by the way, and he pinned in a twenty-five yard after after six. Oh, that's my minutes. biggest memory. That yeah, my yeah. biggest memory. Because let's be honest, Bayor, yard dog. You know, what I mean, literally known for snapping people. Never known for obviously, let's just say, his ability on the ball or his shooting or anything. Even when he played for Wales and all that. But I mean, I just the memory I have of that is just. It felt like he was about 60 yards out. Obviously, he gets further away the more you tell the story, doesn't it? Probably only about 25 yards in the end. But I just remember the dip, the bend. It kind of like one of those, we, we've all hit a shot where it bounced and you catch it sweet like that. And it just literally, I mean, you see it now, isn't it? The swerve on it was incredible, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's no way Sagan was getting, getting to that, even if he was fixing it. But I mean, that, that, I remember going in, I just remember the roar yeah. was just, I mean, obviously we've experienced it a few times since. But that I, I just felt like I was carried on a wave. Yeah, I just well, remember it ended up somewhere like it was like almost like on a different row or something. Well, you, you saw a number of people at that particular time were on the pitch, didn't they, as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All. But even at that point, we were still down. We were still down at two all, and that was that was the crazy thing. And it was it wasn't until you know um, fourteen minutes later when we had a bit of a, a Graham Stewart. What do you say? A, a, a Romario. A Romario Topo. Topo. He would call whatever he wants, but he's, 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 he's come back off Cotty, hasn't he? And, and he's stuck his foot out. Sagers has gone down. I don't know what's happened to his arms or his hands or whatever there, but listen, he wasn't fully extended for that. It's, it's, it's a bit of a bobble, but it wasn't going particularly quickly. Well, this is the goal that called the match fixing yeah. into question. Yeah. It? This, this is the one, the third goal. How and why he didn't save it. It's and, a spin, though, isn't it? Well, I mean, Cotty said himself 99 times out of 100. Seagers saves that. Yeah, I mean, so, I've, I've watched it, it back. It, it, does ropey, it? it does look ropey, doesn't it? It does look I've watched it back a few times this weekend to have a little look, and obviously the footage is not particularly great, is it? Back in back in those days, and you know, but if you do watch it, it does hit a bit, a bit of a bobble before it go, it goes over his hand. But it 
wasn't particularly quick, you know. It, it, it was an absolutely bizarre moment. But at the time, you don't see that, do you? No, you see no, the ball no, going like that bottom, that bottom right hand corner. And you know, it's, it's euphoric, isn't it? It's, yeah, don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining. No, no, no. no. <laughs> he wants another investigation. I'm not suggesting we have some kind of inquiry. <laughs> No, but I remember that. I mean, it's probably the only times we're going to use the word Romario, by the way, and then Graham Stewart in the same sentence. <laughs> but, uh, but um, no, th- th- there was some, for, for as imagine as Barry, Barry Horn's goal, there was obviously a bit, of, a, bit, a bit of controversy about that one. But I mean, look, like you said, when you're there and it goes in and you know you're safe. I, you know what? I've got no memory. When was that score? Was that, was that the 80th minute? 81st minute. Right. Do you even remember? I mean, imagine, imagine sitting through that now, now you know the magnitude, when you're a kid. You don't really know. Imagine, imagine, imagine. Oh, I, I couldn't deal with it now. Oh I think my I'd be God! Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, there's no way I could deal with that now. To, to be honest, with we you. remember the last. Is there any? I, I've got no memory of the last ten minutes at all. I just remember there being a pitch invasion at the end. Yeah, yeah. And then it, ju- it just all went off, obviously. Yeah. And then, um, but that those last ten minutes. You imagine that? Oh my God! Oh, no, it Literally, it would have been. Li- oh. It was. It was. You know, it was incredible, and. It, it's not really a game that you, you really want to be focused on, do you? Because you don't want to remember the, those times when we were down in the in the bottom three in, in the league and we were fighting for our lives and and what have you. But I think it brings it on really, really nicely to our next game, which is the season after ninety four, ninety five, Everton v Liverpool in November, when Duncan Ferguson does this. Think, think wow. back. Think back. Wow. What, what are your thoughts on that one? Because you know, again, it, there's, there's a great background to this game, isn't it? Like there was with Wimbledon. You know, do we? Uh, Mike Walker eventually gets gets binned off, doesn't he? he he's gone. Uh, I think we have four points in twelve games, and and the hero, Everton hero, Joe Royal, gets brought in, and he's got a couple of weeks in his national break to have a look at his side before before the biggest game of our season, which is against Liverpool. You know. What what do you abide the memories from that? Because it was just another incredible night, wasn't it? Uh, uh, was anyone there? Were you there? Were you two there? Were you there? I, I was there. You were there, yeah. 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 It was yeah. just it was just an, an an unbelievable unbelievable night, and you know I think I've read again, and you wouldn't be aware at the time. I think I I've uh, you know I'm thinking back, and you wouldn't be aware of the the background before the game where Hinchcliffe was not included in like sort of Mike Walker's squads. He was playing in the mini derby at Anfield, and Joe Rudder watched them. Questioning why aren't you in the first team? And you know the the rest is history, really, isn't it? Because you look at the the first goal of the game, big dunk's first goal for the Blues, and it's delivered corner by Andy Inscliffe from the uh, the right hand side in swinger. But, but again, like you said, this falls in the context of the the great escape. Yeah, of course it does. Yeah, we we stay up somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's not question it. We stay up, yeah. but then we don't win any of our first twelve games yeah. in that ninety four ninety five season. So everybody must have been feeling the worst. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine that now? Without Dross, Mike Walker. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're going to we're going to run now five or six games. And it's like incredible. I think though, I think I think, I think in the first twelve, I think we won one. We won one and drew one. And we had four points. We picked up one win, and we won one nil. I think. Yeah. Own, I've got. A, I think thinking back top of my head, I think it was West Ham uh, from Sutton that. Uh, that Beats favourite team, West Ham. <laughs> Well, we had we had four points. Regardless, we had four points after twelve games. We were rock bottom. Shocking. Yeah, big dumps, big dumps come in from Rangers, 
and you know he towers above everyone in the in the back four. He was the back for them that day. So Phil Bab. I've got I've got it in. No, no, no wins in the first twelve. Game thirteen home against West Ham. Ah, there we go. There oh, we go. So that's what it was. Knowledge. There knowledge. we go. So just so we went twelve games, first twelve games with no win. Pathetic, absolutely pathetic. And then Mike, Mike Walker, I think, said after we beat beating West Ham, we got a draw against someone else, or we turned the corner now, and the board thought enough's enough. On you go, Mike. You know it's yeah. it, time to go. And then Big Joe. Joe, Joe comes in and. You know, they, they, as, as we said, they, they, the guess is history. But they, you know, again, the atmosphere it was electric that night. It's unbelievable. You know, we, I, I remember what I watched on TV. So it was, it was Sky Monday night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was Monday, Monday night. night yeah, it was. And I remember it. And um, I was watching it again with my dad and um, uh, my, my granddad. Um, we were watching it at his place. He was the only one that had Sky then. I mean, Sky nowadays is everywhere. But then it was like only certain people had Sky. Yeah, so we were around his watching. Yeah, I just remember was. I'm sure maybe be able to check but I'm sure wasn't Dunk arrested he was arrested for drink driving yeah, before, wasn't he yeah, literally yeah. the day maybe before yeah. Sunday morning wasn't yeah. literally before he made, 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 made that wasn't his debut was it, was it, it he'd only played a few by then and he played, since the start I don't know exactly maybe look he was arrested he was in a cell one in the night before yeah, yeah. and then obviously that immediately obviously he's going to get he's going to get obviously uh, from a fan's, fans favourite point of view before the derby it was just teed up for him to score yeah. I remember that ball in Hinchcliffe was whipping a few in like, he got ridiculous bend and pace and yeah, curve on that oh yeah it was like a left foot back in money the whip he got on it and the pace but I just remember Ferguson he kind of jumped above James, didn't he? He kind of almost f- turned face onto it. Yeah. I mean, you see, it? and then how did you get above the keeper? That's like, incredible spring, wasn't it? Obviously, yeah. he was like six or whatever. But I mean, I just remember the oh, incredible head of that. I mean, ever since then, he was lit- written into the folklore just after that. Wasn't but it, it? When, I mean, when he came in from Rangers, it was almost like he, he wanted to be loved, didn't he? And yeah. and us and the Everton fans and Everton as a club and Duncan Ferguson. Just clicked. Yeah, they were made for each other. Yeah, I really don't think it's um, Everton tinted spectacles. It's something that frustrates me about Duncan Ferguson. I, I think he's completely underrated as a footballer. I think that, you know because there's so many um, you know interesting stories about him. And he's such a, a big character. I think that overshadows how good he was as a striker when Agreed. he first came to Everton. Like you say, Lee, he was a, he was a talented footballer. Was. Totally agree. I mean, the whole the whole point of like great sexual big man. I mean, that that that's him in a nutshell, isn't it? I mean, yeah, he was great on the deck, wasn't he? Great yeah. on the deck. I mean, he watched he scored that. I remember he scored that. Um, the hat, was it the hat trick against you no know, two at Old Trafford? Yeah. I remember being at that game. He scored two. I mean, someone managed to get a two two, but but it's a couple of those where he swivelled and banged it there. I mean, it, the guy could play, couldn't he? Yeah. His injuries, I think, stopped yes. him from getting to that next level. I think that's what it was, wasn't it? I mean, if you look at the, he didn't have particularly many Scotland caps, did he either? You no. know and. It, it, it all falls back to his injuries but totally to right it was great touch goal, great fee for a big man yeah. the, frame, uh, the phrase was, was clean yeah, Ferguson, wasn't yeah. It? it's something we spoke about a little bit um, outside of the podcast isn't it how the game was very different in the 90s I think Mike you were saying recently lots of players would play with injuries that now wouldn't get you in a starting 11 never mind the no, uh, it, even though it wasn't that long ago theoretically it was a different game wasn't yeah. it? I mean yeah. it's, you what you could get away with then as well. I mean, you put a clip up the other day, but you're great for Big Nev, like when he came out, when he came flying out at you and rushed at his feet like that. I mean, you just don't see that now, do you? No. You know what I mean? No. It's, it's, so immense, it's, it's immense. It's immense. bravery. It's yeah, yeah, of course. It's incredible. It you know, players, players back then, you know, 80s, 90s, obviously yeah. go, go further back. But from from what we remember, it was totally different. The tackles that you saw, 
you know, the, the, the players, they were 100%. Yeah. Playing the game, weren't yeah. you know there was no one taking a backward step. But you know, go, go. just just slightly before we, obviously digressing that, do you think that's where some of the fans struggle to nowadays to have like an affiliation with the players a little bit because they don't see him maybe putting. Look, definitely Gibson loves a big tackle, doesn't it? Does doesn't it? No matter what yeah. it does, yeah. you know, almost sometimes it's bigger than a goal, isn't it? It gets the crowd going. Obviously, the famous Phil Neville one hit Ronaldo, that sort of thing, but. Even back then, everyone seems to just fly into challenges. Spot on, Lee, and I think although he might not be a player that's been taken into Evertonian's hearts in the same way, I think James McCarthy's a great example of this. Yeah, yeah. He plays the game in a way where he runs through like balls an old-fashioned midfielder, isn't he? when he plays, yeah. and I think he suffers because of it. Well, that, during that team, and going back to the game, we had Joe Parkinson, wasn't it? So wasn't he, was he that around then? Or was, or was he the following season? He was in that team. Was he? He was, yeah. yeah. He, because he, 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 he loves a tackle, didn't he? But he could play a bit as well, couldn't he, Parkinson? Yeah, yeah, he could. Yeah, they were Barry Horn in midfield, wasn't it? Dogs of War, weren't they? Yeah. You know what it was called? The Dogs of War. Dogs of War, yeah. Dogs of War. They were just, just, uh, just combative midfielders, weren't they? But, you know, go, going back to that game, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. the ice on the cake was obviously when Rado slotted that second goal. Yeah. And, you know, it, it just, from that moment, obviously, the, the euphoria in the ground was tremendous. But yeah. we just kicked on, didn't we? And, and to go from having no wins in, in our first 12 games, being rock bottom in the Premier League, yeah. to then going on to win the FA Cup. Incredible. What, what a turnaround that was. And, and for me, it goes back to that game. It yeah. all stems from that game. And, you know, it's it's just... The last time we won a trophy, can you believe that? I know. It's, it's, it's that's, amazing. That's it's amazing. Isn't it? It's just the last time we actually won a trophy. It's amazing. Yeah. But, you know, we, we've... That that was a great night and that was a, had a, a really massive bearing on a great achievement that season, didn't it? Um, but I mean the last game that we're going to discuss now is is probably my personal favourite from the you know from our year of watching the game, and I will never ever forget the moment when Mikel Arteta scored this goal. Arteta, middle and acres of space outside it. Arteta himself. What a moment! What a goal! Now I was sitting right behind that. At the time in the Gladys Street, you know, un- underneath lost, lost your head, limbs everywhere. I don't, I don't know where, I don't know where I started. I don't know where I ended up. Um, by the time I finished celebrating, but that night, that game, people, people obviously go back in the eighties to that Bayern Munich game, and might be so. Probably the 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 best game that Goodison Park's ever seen against Bayern Munich, of course it is, and we, yeah. you know, we, people have have got in touch with us about that particular game. But I think for ourselves, all we can ever compare that game to is Fiorentina. I remember the night, I remember how on top we were, bear in mind, we're 2 0 down from the first leg. And we take on this this Italian side. Decent team, then. Really decent Decent team. team, Full full of talent, you know. And we just took the game to them from the first minute. We had chance after chance after chance, you know. Sebastian Fry and goal had probably the best game of his career. Yeah, it did. And that says it all, doesn't it, it really? You know, we, we, we went in there with the right attitude. Like, we can oh. play then, though, couldn't we? I mean, yeah. Moyes, Moyes had, had, had created by this point a really, really good side. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, we were going, you wouldn't say, well, obviously, we were Europe's giants, but we were, we were more than holding our own, weren't we? Do you know what I mean? I mean, we had, we had a cracking side then. Don't forget, up until this game, we played exceptionally in this competition. Yeah. You know, some of the results that we got, everybody wrote us off. Yeah. yeah. Um, we dominated the group. But we were just, this was just a terrific side who worked for each other. They gelled together, hadn't they, over um, a number of seasons. And any additions to the squad were just the right additions, weren't they? You know, you, you look at some of the players on the pitch. Bit of mad that night, Tim Cale was missing, he was injured. Mm. 
Timmy wasn't playing. Wasn't playing. So, so you, wow. you, you think you think back to that particular game, and if Tim Cahill's playing, did we win it? Because you know what he was like. I loved it. He was horrible, wasn't he? Yeah, but he turned every ah, big game. Cool. I mean, what we give for Timmy Cahill now? Oh, we talked about Ferguson before. Yeah. Our record in the derby. I mean, it's absolutely dreadful, isn't it? I mean, that needs to be ended. But you talk, you listen to Liverpool fans now playing against Cahill. Sorry, Liverpool players. Sorry, ex players playing against Cale and Ferguson. Always, they always seem to have one over on him, didn't they? Yeah. Particularly Ferguson, didn't he? He always turned up in those games. Cale was the same. So I think in that sort of game there, if, if Timmy was playing, I think obviously we'd have had a much, much better chance of going through. I mean, well, you've got a front and like you've got Andy Johnson and Yakubu. Terrific, terrific front two, isn't it? You know, Yakubu, absolutely the, the strength of an ox. Yeah. He, he just bullied people all the time. Andy Johnson, so quick and nippy, yeah. works so hard. Yeah, I think on the on the night with the back three of um, Yobbo, Jags, and Phil Neville. That was our back three that night. Oh, the three at the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had, we had sort of Pina. I'm very Italian there, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Pina, Arteta, Carsley. We just, we put them out there. We on there Twitter the other day, yeah. Carsley. Yeah. About what what an impact they have for the club. Fantastic. Um, Pino, I love Pino. Though. Well, absolutely. Him and Baines. I mean. What what a majestic well, think, duo they were, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, like Leighton Baines was not uh, unused on the night, believe it or not. He was left back then. Well, he sort of played three. They had Pino as a wing back. Pino was a wing back. He had a wing back system. Um, obviously, he had Arteta pulling the strings. Leon Osman, un- underrated player for yeah. You know, great, great. Just great the, the, the side was just that. You know, they they fitted in and they had gelled so well together. The only um, downside on the bench where there was two really. Stefan Vessels, goalkeeper. Horrific goalkeeper, by the way. <laughs> and Nuno Valencia. It was Jason Keaton, mate. Uh, well, they, as they, an ex-keeper, you Yeah, yourself. I know. And Nuno Valencia, the biggest head in world football. I, I saw him up close once, right? And his head was absolutely massive. And I don't know how he got that to fit him. But they, they were doing two sorts of downsides, really. But that side, you know, it was terrific. And when it was we just got, balanced. I think the yeah. word I've used there is balanced. Because if there's, there's certainly, if it's one thing that the side certainly is now is balanced, is it? Yeah, I mean, if you, and that's why obviously we've talked about trying to get that sorted now with, with obviously the right signs. But then it was Moyes created. Then he was known, wasn't he, for literally digging into every single player's background before um, before he signed them and everything. It wasn't just about their ability as a player. And obviously we we, we were didn't have nowhere near the same the same cash then either did we? Mm-hmm. So he had to be very frugal in the market. But those players pretty much obviously he signed a couple of duds as well. But pretty much all those players he signed were brilliant, weren't they? Yeah. The team loved. We loved that team, didn't we? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Pinar, Baines, Cahill, Arteta. I mean, the, you, those you, four alone. You always yeah. knew what you were getting every week. Yeah. You know, yeah, a really organised, tough performance. Yeah. But with a bit of skill, and that, I think that people don't give them enough credit for that. I think mm. and the team could play as well. Mm. I mean, that goal Leon, Leon Osman squad has been retweeted recently. Oh, on Twitter. Legacy. Legacy. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. look at that goal. I mean, what a goal that is. I yeah. mean, from one end to the other, and then the finish. I mean. The, the, the touch from Pinar there, I mean, the awareness is unreal, isn't it? I mean, he's obviously lazy, and Osman just in his stride bends it in, in yeah. the corner there. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I wasn't at that game. I was actually, I was, I was away travelling at the time, but I remember where I was. I literally was, and this is no joke, literally was in the Venetian Hotel in Vegas, <laughs> travelling. Don't ask Slumming me about it. There. Yeah, I was going to say, don't ask me about I was there. I was with two Swedish lads at the time. Probably Anders Limbaugh, Anders Limbaugh fans probably did. That's a bias Lindor. That's a bias Lindor. If anybody knows who, brilliant. I was in, in Vegas with them. But no, uh, two lads, we were travelling around um, uh, California at the time. But basically I remember watching, 
watching the game there from the hotel on my laptop, trying to, it was no such thing as streams then, I'm sure, I don't know how, how I got it, it must have been, was, it on, was that on Sky as well? It was it's ITV, was it? ITV was it, yeah, yeah, so then, anyway, I just remember watching, I mean, I, obviously, for you to have been there to see, to see it, I remember the Arteta one, he absolutely caught it, didn't he? Yeah. He didn't shoot enough for me, Mikel, that was probably one of his downs, he had a great strike on him, didn't he? And he just absolutely nailed it. He had no bank to score either oh, from where he was from the no, position. Especially against that keeper, obviously. Like you said yeah. Fry was a top, top keeper. And then he, obviously the roof went off, didn't it? I mean, um, the roof went off. I've never, I've never <laughs> experienced not like it. And that's where people obviously go back to, to Bayern Munich. And I would have loved to have been there in 85 against Munich and to make that, that comparison. You know, we've had people come in and say to us about when, when Bayern scored after that first goal, we were 1-0 down. How quiet how quiet it went and if you, if you watch the footage from the game as well it just goes deathly 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 quiet doesn't it yeah. but then obviously we know what happened you know after half time and mm. the, the rest is history when we got the, obviously you've got Sharp today and then Seller Stevens finishes Stevens off and, and settles the tie and I can only imagine what it was like at that particular game but yeah. I've got to compare to Fiorentina and when that second goal goes in and we all forget Johnson scored the first goal yeah. the first half yeah, 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 yeah. the ball over the line but it's known for the Arteta goal and you know, it's such a shame that we lost on penalties that night, isn't it? I think um, this is why the game's so bittersweet. It is, for me. yeah. I think yeah. not only do we deserve to win, but I think all the Evertonians after that second one went in, yeah. and with the momentum in the game, I think we all believed we were going to win. I'm still I'm still gutted about it, and I, I, can, I can remember Phil Neville in the post-match interview being in tears yeah. on the yeah. TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, you know, it was clear how much it meant to everybody. It just shows yeah. you how, how much it... As you said, what it did mean to the players, you won't see that nowadays, would you? But it meant so much to the players, it meant so much to the fans. It was just a, a, a bittersweet night, but a terrific night to, to think back. Love to have that good as now, though. Of course, it would, yeah. Love to have that good as now. I mean, at, at the risk of being a bit negative, <laughs> do, do you think that haunts some of those players in that squad under the Moise era, the likes of not Kale? Pienaar, Osmond, maybe even Baines, although he's he's still an Everton player, that they didn't win a trophy. I think so. I think I think the side was was good enough. You know, we we got into that tough four. We we sort of upset and ruffled quite a few feathers in, in the Moises, and, and the side was good enough. And mm. they were settled, weren't they? They knew each other's game. That the the side was settled, and it's such a shame we had a few chances along the way, didn't we? Where we, we thought we you know, came we, close, didn't we? We did a few times, and you just think, yeah. I think I think Moyes deserved it as well. You know, he, he came in again. We were looking at relegation. Moyes comes in, saves us, and and you know we we move forward. But it, it was it's a great game to look back on and and compare, obviously to to Bayern and so on. But yeah, um, we'll go back to that Moyes, but I think that's a great point, Matt Pete. I think um, those players there and the manager actually probably deserve at least one trophy, didn't they? I mean, they, I think. Obviously, again, to bleed the glasses, but I think if we'd have won that Fiorentina game, we could have gone on to win that. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. Do you 100%. remember the fact, was it Rangers, Zenit St. Petersburg in the final? Yeah. Zenit yeah, won 1 yeah. 0. That, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. And Manchester, yeah. We'd beaten Zenit in the group. Yeah, we won 1 0. Yeah. I think that was Tim K1 who scored that. Yeah, off the top of my head. But, but I, I can remember, I, I don't know if you, if you lads remember this as well, there was lots of media attention on David Moyes and what a job he'd done at Everton. And repeatedly, the press would say he needs to win a trophy. Yeah, you know, or you know, it's almost like it counts for nothing. And I think that pressure was probably really unhelpful, not just for David Moyes, but for you know for Everton as well. Yeah, it, it was, it was, you know. And I, I don't want to take, sort of take away from his time, what Moyes did, because as much as yeah, I don't want him back now. But football's moved on. Did a great job for Everton. He really did. Yes. And you know, we, we should look back on the memories of David Moyes and that side fondly and. 
we were so close to the team, weren't we, as a, as a fan base? Do you remember well? that every quarter final, every semi final, we're in a few, the League Cup. Mm. What, how many times did we go out to Chelsea? Yeah. You know, the FA Cup, we got, obviously we got to the final 2009 against yeah. Chelsea. How many, you know, whenever that happened, whenever we got close, the media would just turn. This Everton now need to win a trophy, the pressure's on Everton. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously that that's something never going to go away until we do win a trophy. That that's the, that's the sad part. But I can only look back on those years with, with with massive fondness of that side and and what they did, and we were so unlucky. But it's been great to think about it and go, and go back over. I say the, the, all those games today, but I think the one that but that really so so true with, with me is, is the Moyes years. I don't don't know about yourselves, lads, but it's been a real good episode. I think hasn't it? To really reminiscing and uh, and think about. Some of, some of the I'll say, say the better days there wasn't, wasn't the better days as one off games they were, they were classics yeah, yeah, weren't yeah. they they were, they were absolute but, classics before, before we finish finish up there though I think just quickly touch on the we, we've got to give the buy-in a bit, a bit I know you mentioned it a couple of times there you know what I mean I mean it was an incredible match wasn't it I mean that's what most people talk about now as being the best ever good atmosphere mm-hmm. don't they uh, the 3-1 win against Bayern in the semi-final the cup winners cup winners cup but, I mean, we had a guy get in touch with us, actually, um, who sent a, a fantastic message to try and give you an idea of what it was like in the build-up to that and in the game itself. I'll, I'll just quickly read it out um, on, on here now, actually. He's put, Wednesday, 24th of April, 1985, I just completed my ACIB exams. No one was actually more surprised than me. Working in Newtown, Midwell, meant I had to get an early dart to meet a mate in Wrexham and travel on to the L4. My boss wanted me to hang around and meet this HR guy. There's no way I was doing that, even if it was my next career move. Heading north in, le- in a less than reliable Sunbeam Chrysler, what a car that is, leaving an oil slick through Welshpool and Oswestry, my move was one of excitement, coupled with endemic Evertonian fear of the worst. Yeah, I think we can all, all relate to that even now. After all, much of my Everton life had been formed during the days of near misses of the 70s. My memory may be put... Maybe playing tricks, but I'm pretty sure that I paid cash on the night to get in. That's nuts, that, isn't it? A game of that magnitude, you're paying cash oh, to get in. Yeah. Know, yeah. The old lady was charged with an atmosphere I had never experienced it before. Nobody held back. It was pure, utter emotion from the off. Even when the Honus score, scored, the crowd, the crowd, well, you said, Mike, there, they talk about it being really quiet. They still maintained the passion. I think mm-hmm. they still believed in the team. The second half was, was a sea of elation. And the dawn that we had a team that could beat the very best. When Tricky Trev scored the third, it was pure ecstasy. Brilliant night, celebrated by following an early start and a hazy journey back to Paris the next day. 1985, Everton's future looked so good. I got married, and then within seven years, Everton had gone back to sh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cracking story, that. I'm, I'm, Absolutely I'm, cracking story. And what a, what a great sentiment to finish on, really. But. Look at those memories of what we want, isn't that's what we yeah, want for ourselves and obviously our kids and, and so on. And we hope that those kind of days do come back. I'm sure, I'm sure in time they will. It's a much, much tougher nowadays to get back to, to that, isn't it? But yeah, 100%. I'm sure they will. But well, thanks, 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 Bally, thanks to yeah, Dave, yeah. Dave Phillips sending that in as well. Fan, that's a great story. Yeah, fantastic Thank you, Dave, for that, that, isn't it? Really, uh, but crazy episodes, lads. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, we're all smiling. Yeah, <laughs> that said it all, didn't it? We're not, not, not playing until Tuesday, are we? So we'll, we'll see what happens there. But talking on Tuesday, those we, we recorded episode one last week. We've we've re, um, previewed the Cardiff game. Well, have a listen to that. Uh, listen to our predictions for the game. Get in touch on Twitter at UHT Podcast. 
um, and we'll, we're going to revisit Cardiff and do a, a fantastic Derby Day preview all before the big game Derby special Derby special indeed um, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time Sports Social Podcast Network